to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Spilled water all over my fucking fake mustaches and and my royalty checks. That's a crazy two things to spill water on, Mike. <laughs> do you get like a junior detective kit or do you this is have... the worst day of my life? Are you wearing a fake mustache right now? No, this is real. Or is it? <laughs> I mean if you have a real one, you can't use a fake one, can you? Isn't that don't you have to Can you? Can't you? But it wouldn't look like it wouldn't look like an, a, a real like if you if you put a wig over your hair, it will look like that your hair is the wig. I don't think the same is true of a of a falsy mustache. If you had a John Waters mustache, you could totally put a Sam Elliott mustache over that. Well, yeah, okay. Well, that's a special case right there. Yeah, I mean, thank well, you, Mark. You know, that's... all I can say is tell that to the gangs I've infiltrated. <laughs> <laughs> With mustaches. <laughs> what? I hope I hope that Mike travels the country one day teaching mustache infiltration mm-hmm. to police forces. Is that a possible thing? Because I mean, a lot of times cops already have mustaches. Yeah. So, mm. but they're probably probably could use that. So I'm sure a lot of like undercover cops don't know that that this is a possibility for them too. Did you ever think about that? Well, you know, cops have the cop mustache. They probably no. try to infiltrate while wearing the cop mustache. And people are like, That's the problem. That's how they get caught. I don't think the cop mustache is a thing anymore. I think, uh, I think the firefighter mustache <laughs> is a thing. That's true. Maybe in Austin. Oh, you guys got lots of those up in up your way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the mustache that comes in right past the, like just inboard of your outer mouth. I think the mustaches are cut that way so that you can wear a gas mask that doesn't leak. Wait, what? Did they leak otherwise? Well, yeah. If you can't have facial hair and wear a gas mask because the hair breaks the seal. Is that true? Mm. And all of a sudden the sarin gas. Like that with regular masks too. So these guys with big beards that have masks on. They're fucking pointless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They really don't do a whole lot. Right. Really? Like You don't even look like Casper the Friendly Ghost right now. Your stupid beard. I thought cops just got mustaches because they liked them. Because they're usually little guys, little bitty, little bitty fellas. Yeah. And they yeah. want to appear bigger, like peacocks. Right. All the right, all the accoutrement of what they identify with masculinity. A virile, masculine, large man. Remember, all cops are bad. Is that what it stands for? I don't. I thought it was all cops are boogers. Ooh. Yeah, that's the true meaning. I'll show them. My mustache is completely wet. <laughs> it's fucking soaked. That is not a fake mustache. That is too. That looks like one of those things you put under your door to make sure it doesn't get drafty. Well, what about this one? What about this wet fucking thing? Oh, well, you know what? That's a fake mustache. Yeah. I think you're the only person in the world who spilled their water on their fake mustaches tonight. <laughs> that is like a neat thing to think you know like you ever do something like i'm the only person in the yeah. whole world that's doing this thing right now 
So, uh, you guys ready to get started here? I'm ready. I'm ready to get started. Now, I think I got all this water fucking cleaned up. You need to change your pants or anything? Well, if you've put a picture of me on the next podcast, a bunch of women will have to change their pants. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be, they, will, they will be crying from the crotch. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That's pure, pure class, Mike. That's great. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I am Brian Camp. I'm Mike Weeby. <laughs> and I don't, did you have listen. a mini-stroke? I, I maybe did. Maybe I, I leaned in a part of my pants that had water in it still. Uh-huh. Uh, and Mark Ryan's with us, too. So. I know that isn't the biggest mm-hmm. fucking intro, but let's just, you know... There's a disaster that just occurred. Yeah. I ruined I ruined seven thousand dollars in mustaches. <laughs> I don't know if that's hundreds of mustaches or just four really good mustaches. It's just or yeah. just two really two really good ones. How you doing, Mark? Me? I'm fine. <laughs> Mark Mark, you're in front of a big uh looks like a library. I think it's pronounced library. Lib- library. Yeah. I'm in Dana's room tonight because she's actually having a, a meeting in the other room with her Ooh. CCL group. Oh, oh. Christian. Uh, Christian conservative. Lovers. Christian conservative lovers group. That's They get together and, and make love and try to save the, save, <laughs> save the environment. Right. And then kick Mark out. Yeah, open a couple bottles of rosé and then stand back. Stand back. No, what does CCL stand for, Mark? Citizens Climate Lobby. Nice. nice. They're a group of lovable dorks who are trying to save the environment, and they're doing a great job at it. Very smart people. Yeah. Fantastic. The environment. Yes. <laughs> That's Poignant, Mike. Poignant words from a an environmental scholar, Mike Weeby. There's so many crises, it's easy to forget about the uh, environmental crises. It's almost like there's a crisis on infinite Earths. <laughs> so, speaking of crises, our first story comes to us from the takeout. Oh, what is that? It's like a food thing? Like a takeout bag? It's like a food blog. Yeah, we've done, yeah. had the takeout before. But didn't we have an issue every time didn't we've we had a, a yeah, store? I think we don't like the takeout. Yeah. Sometimes you get takeout and you it's just not what you ordered. Sometimes you get takeout and you got took in. So are you saying you give the takeout one star? No, I don't I don't I I think that criticism should be illegal. <laughs> yeah. Think how successful we would all be. At least I know I would be if you couldn't I'd be criti- I'd be I would be more critically acclaimed, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that <laughs> I rule. I mean, you know, technically our podcast still has all five star reviews. Not technically, it's a fact. It's a fact. <laughs> it still has all five star reviews. And all you, all you're doing is inviting someone, someone a lot like us, to say, "Well, I'm going to give them a one star review." No, anybody like us is far too lazy to do something like That's that. That's true. They would have the idea. So, uh, according to the World Health Organization, That's the WHO, Kevin. The WHO. The WHO. The who? who? The average British beer drinker consumes 1,100 pints of beer each year. Didn't that save their economy? Don't we know that that's... Well, we covered that in episode uh, 21. 
when uh, they asked you to drink a bunch more and eat a bunch more. Yeah, a financial firm determined that if each person in the UK drank an extra 124 pints of beer in 2021, they would recover the the country would recover all of its pandemic losses. Unfortunately, England is now running out of beer. <gasps> No future. No future for me. That's exactly what they're singing. That's their new that's their new pub song that they all sing together. They love to sing over there. I'm they telling do. you. You know the other thing about about uh England? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They love that band the Killers. They got some song over mm-hmm. there. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you with this knowledge like I'm my mom. They have this song over there, by and it's like 25 year old song. It's called Mr. Brightside, and they love it. They sing it all the time. It's their favorite song, and they love it. And that is a story that I've told you. <laughs> Check story complete. So it seems. That Brexit, Brexit, God damn it! It seems Brexus. That breakfast. Brexit, <laughs> got you, you damn fucking it. limeys. <laughs> it seems that Brexit has caused an exodus of foreign-born workers in a number of critical industries. A Brexitus? Oh, write that down quick, Mike. Yeah, poor man's fatten, poor man's fatten, poor man's fatten. <laughs> Thanks to Brexit, uh, it's caused an exodus of foreign-born workers in a number of critical industries, including agriculture, food processing, and transportation. As a result, the country has lost at least 20,000 truck drivers and can't get beer delivered to pubs. One of the companies most impacted by this is Weatherspoons, a chain of 925 pubs. Oh, that sounds like it sucks. Weather's they don't. Know, this, if that place goes out of business, they're better off. Probably paying their truck drivers less than, than all the other truck drivers, relying on foreign labor, and then forcing out the, the independent pub owners moving into town. Mm-hmm. That's typical weather spoons, man. <laughs> this is good. The local pubs still have, have your favorite pint. Go there. Yep. Get yourself a sheep's egg pie. Miss Weatherspoon masquerades as a fucking as a lady. It's really an old it's really a guy. And he dresses up like a old like old Mrs. Weatherspoon to try and take control of the company and get custody of his kids back. Just like Grandy's. <laughs> That's the Grandy story. Oh, here. for sure. Yep. I think you are describing Mrs. Doubtfire. No, I'm talking about Mrs. Weatherspoons. Is she played by Robin Williams? He's dead, Kevin. He's dead. Colin. He's dead, man. Jeez, let, man. Let, hey, yeah. Let the man rest in peace. So, Weatherspoon's founder Tim Martin was repeatedly warned that exactly this would happen by his economic advisors, but he wrote them off as quote doomsters while contributing hundreds of thousands of pounds to the Brexit campaign. Now his pubs can't even get beer. Great, good. I wish more shit like that would happen over here. I love every story I see about people having a fucking flip out because their local Arby's isn't open. Because, yeah, like that. I mean, those fucking awful jobs that like pay nothing. I, you know, I'm not like a I'm not like a crazy antichrist uh, or an anarchist. 
There's a bunch of pieces in this uh, capitalist society uh, that I would like to see burned to the fucking ground. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Like I know you're not supposed to be happy when people die or get real sick when they get COVID and they're like anti-vaxxers or whatever. But it's like, hard to not do like that. Like Kevin and Robin Williams. What? Like Kevin and Robin Williams. Like how you're kind of. Rejoicing yeah, exactly. in that. I don't, yeah. So. I don't think that that's very cool what yeah. Kevin did with Robin Williams because that guy never did anything, but uh, except for try to make people laugh. And I don't know what Kevin's beef with him is. I mean, that's what's cool about living in a country that there's a bunch of other people from other places. It makes it a lot more interesting. No, yeah, those other people can be exploited. So you yeah, can get your beer. truck drivers. Bring yeah. me beer. Well, I hope they make get more money or whatever. But now that they're gone. I don't know. It's just just dumb. Racists are dumb. What if you got it? What if you got everything that you wanted? Like it would you just when your whole identity is based around like wanting to uh, only be around white people, like and being angry about that there's not white people around all the time. Like what? Just if there was a Thanos snap, and and what would they do? They'd have no personality. I think that's that's what drives them is they have no personality. Like oh, I don't have any personality. So uh, hey, I'm white. I don't know. That's yeah, my whole personality now. You're British. What do you got to be proud about? Get over yourself. <laughs> we just added five Irish listeners. Yeah, fuck yeah, we did. I don't know. They got them badgers. That's pretty cool. Yeah, stacks of them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they can teach them to drive trucks and deliver the beer. That would be adorable if they did teach uh, badgers, or you know, maybe put them, uh, maybe put all the beer in the back of a uh, like a Model T Ford buggy car that a frog drives in a wild <laughs> fashion. Put little, put little, little goggles on the on the badger, <laughs> yeah, to drive like a little, a little hat, a newsy hat, maybe yeah. a scarf. Part of the deal is you gotta let him get, you gotta let him drink though. Yeah, he gets to drink. <laughs> I get I that that's, that's dangerous, but it's still adorable. The drunk driving laws, or as they call it in England, drink driving, I believe only apply <laughs> again, to humans. Again, superior. Us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we invented the language. I'm going to university. No, you're going to the university. Right, right. <laughs> Not just university. Going to hospital. I'm going to hospital. It's the hospital. Yeah, it's a place. How, I'm how going you... to store. I'm going to mall. <laughs> Superfluous use and everything. Well, M-A-U-L, that might make sense. Are you talking about the Badgers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A Badger could say, I'm going to mall, and then mall yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Only an American like, Badger would do that. British Badgers do seem friendlier. Yeah, they do. They seem like they probably right. would just take you to tea. Yeah. That's that's part of the INS canon, I believe. That <laughs> yeah. British badgers are friendly, but American badgers are fuck you mean up, sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh our next story comes to us from Newsweek. Which one? Uh last week. <laughs> At the end of last month, police well, that wasn't last week. Yeah. What the fuck? What was reported on last week? At the end of last month, police found a parked car partially blocking a highway near Dowtown, Tennessee. Police approached the car by signaling to the driver with their lights, after which the driver took off, leading police on a chase across two counties. At an unspecified time during the chase, the man turned down a side road, opened his car door, and showed police that he had managed to cut off 
his own penis. <laughs> Good for him. First of mm-hmm. all, uh, let me say this. How come they could continue chasing him after the first county? Because that's how the Duke boys always got away with. <laughs> that's right. Well, I suspect that there is there are many exceptions to jurisdictional rules. No, this sounds to, to me. This sounds to me like uh, this sounds to me like some dirty cops. I think. <laughs> I think they turned, right. I think he turned down a side road trying to find a ramp that was incomplete, jumping yeah. over a pond, and he never mm-hmm. quite got there. Do you think that maybe he was on this side road and it was a dirt road and he he was just happened to be naked uh, with a, holding a like pair of scissors or a scalpel and he accidentally cut off his penis? Well, we'll, get, we'll get to the tie his penis to a stick of dynamite. We'll get to what. <laughs> He tied his penis to an arrow and shot it at the cops. <laughs> shot it at a tree, hoping it would come on the tree and it would just knock it over somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the man then threw the severed penis out the window of his car at the mm. pursuing officers. Uh, according to one of the police in pursuit, quote, he opened his door. He was naked and covered in blood. He then shut his door and kept driving. Did he stand up and wave a magic wand and then jump over a guardrail and disappear? That was the Loveland Frog, Brian. Oh, no. Totally different. Different state. I was trying to add to the the the, myth, the mythology of the Loveland Frog. It was maybe his penis. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, I, I mean, because I don't know if you guys know this, but penises bleed. <laughs> And they're operated by blood, so that would make sense. Mike, do you have any personal experience yeah. with? Let, let me just say, let me just say that these weren't the first set of expensive mustaches that I've ruined with fluid. We don't need any more of that story. Enough said. Let's just leave it at that. Let's just so. Police eventually slowed the man down with spike strips and were then able to box him in, ending the pursuit. Man, it would have been so cool if uh, he'd held on to his penis and then when he was driving over the, the spike strips, he just like uh, like uh, slammed his penis down and just impaled it in there. Like he was, like he was, uh, what's the football thing where you're spiking a touchdown? Spiking the penis? Is that what you Spiking the penis, yeah. literally. <laughs> Especially if the penis was going straight up and it just went straight in the penis hole and it was just <laughs> and it was just all wiggling. <laughs> the man told police he severed his penis after voices on the radio told him he needed to do so in order to save the world. <laughs> okay. This is Y ninety five, but we got a special message to one guy out there. His name's Jeff. We got to tell you, the world's falling apart. There's climate change. There's division more than ever. COVID's about to take over. And I got bad news. There's a giant, giant kaiju that's going to come down and destroy everything in the world unless you cut off your penis. Coming up next, we got a little Bob Seeger. I get it. If I heard that, I'd be like, shit. Well, yeah. You kind of have to. What, do we know what he used to sever his penis? Do we no, know? I didn't find out. I know he was driving. Somehow the article mentioned that he was driving a Honda Accord, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to have some." That uh, is the that is the preferred <laughs> car of a self genital mutilator. That's right. If you were gonna, if you were going to 
If you're into scarification or any kind of genital mutilation, you probably drive a Honda. Drove a Honda, drove a Honda Accord in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought this is going to have all the details that I need. It doesn't say what happened to his penis, if how it was cut off, if it was recovered, if it was going to be reattached. I, it didn't have any of the the good important details that we needed to really complete this story, and I'm I'm disappointed in the police. The media and myself. Well, can you promise a listener a follow-up? Can you promise a listener that you're going to chase down the story and redeem yourself in their eyes? Because there's a lot of questions about this penis severing that if, I know uh, they have. If one of our listeners send it, sends us to Dalltown, Tennessee, I will investigate this thoroughly. Yes. Coming effort. up on the ones and twos, we've got that Kaju going away because <laughs> Jeff out there severed his own penis in a police <laughs> chase, and it has scared that monster off. And if you listen, if you're the number nine caller at five, you might win a pair of Rockford Fosgate <laughs> speakers. <laughs> Is that what you had in your, your Honda Accord in high school, Mike? Did you have some? A pair of Rockford Fosgates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's another way to say that. <laughs> the station that pays you to listen and, and, and commands you to sever your penis. <laughs> Y95, the eagle. What will the zoo crew get into next? What will <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could <laughs> sever my husband's penis. Oh, shut up, Sheila! That's Sheila over there. She's always telling a story about how her husband and her aren't getting along. I wish I could sever his penis. <laughs> <laughs> so our next story comes to us from WXYZ, Channel 7 in Detroit. That's, 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 not, made, that's up. made up. Come on, and, Kevin. You got fooled here. Is that, was it, it's a radio station about making sure your zipper's up. New, right. new, new, uh, I'm sorry. I think it was the ABC affiliate. Was the Pat Sajak show on ABC? ABC. ABC Detroit. Okay. It was. Thank you. Oh, I don't know about Pat Sajak. I remember one time. Uh, I remember one time. Weird Al was on the Pat Sajak show, mm-hmm. and when he came out to go talk to Pat, he jumped on Pat Sajak's desk and walked across it, and then sat down. And the first thing he said was, "Oh my God, this is amazing! My entire life, all I ever wanted to do was be on the Pat Sajak show." <laughs> and I thought that Weird Al sure is funny. And then Pat Sajak asked him to sever his penis. <laughs> Did he do it? All I know, all I know, is my town hasn't been destroyed by a by a Rodan. That's, right, <laughs> that's real flimsy evidence for the success ratio of penis severs. Like, well, we're still here, right? Yeah. I hope I hope people keep cutting off their dicks. <laughs> a recent peer-reviewed study was published by researchers at the University of Michigan. This study looked at 5,853 different foods consumed by Americans and measured their effects in minutes of healthy life gained or lost. The most surprising result of the study was that eating just one hot dog could take 36 minutes off of a person's life. This is the stu- there, there is <laughs> no conceivable way anyone who is serious about their profession or their their training could say this and the <laughs> fact Wait, that say this again this let me is, tell you, i need to soak this so in. dumb okay eating just one hot dog can take 36 minutes off a person's life like some kind of logan's run thing where like oh you got less time logan you had a you had a quarter pound big bite that's stupid the this study is, 
The study did not specify whether this was a beef, turkey, or pork hot dog, whether it was boiled or grilled, or if it was served in a bun, or which condiments were added to it. They stole they stole the public's money via grant for this fake study. Well, they used to say that you get a minute off your life, how many minutes off your life off every cigarette. They didn't know that either. They were right about that, though. No, they weren't. <laughs> well, how come people don't smoke as much? <laughs> well, they probably get. I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying for a second that eating hot dogs is good for you or that smoking is good for you. I think the idea that you can, that you can, drill down and equate one hot dog to how long was it, Kevin? Uh, twenty six minutes. Twenty to twenty six minutes of life is is crazy. That so is. So a, a hot dog is worse than a cigarette. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the dogs down and pick up the pack. I guess I like a hot dog. What is it? What does a Vienna sausage do? It, is that better or worse than a hot dog? It probably was in the study, but I'm not reading through uh, pages and pages. It's probably under V. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> what What if that? What if uh, you know those when you go to Seven Eleven and they have those like hot dog rollers in yeah. there? What if What if that dude put his severed penis in there? <laughs> Would probably roast to a golden tan and eventually start <laughs> to shrivel up. Do you think that a severed penis would be better or worse for you than a hot dog? Oh wow, that's a good. That's a. I think we get some money for this study. That's right. I'm sure there's some scientists in Michigan who would be happy to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars of the public's money determining how many minutes of life could be added or taken away from eating a severed penis. Do you think that the government pays for this or is it a school that pays for it? And this school is like, you know, their insane tuitions and stuff like it's, that. It's all laundered from the from the public somehow. No, no serious person would ever pay for this. Only <laughs> a group of people would pay for it. And that's us. So I want to be a part of this thing. You know, my the, one job that I've always wanted real bad is um, I don't know what they do, but in Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. In Silence of the Lambs, Clarice has to go get advice on bugs, and she goes into this, like, Ivy League basement of some giant library, and there's these two weirdos that are trying to play chess with big bugs, like, our checkers, and they're just like, ah, he's moving around, and they, like, look up, and they look all crazy, and, um... I've always thought, man, that's the job for me, like, working in the basement of a Ivy League library where i'm not accountable for jack or shit mm -hmm. i'm just kind of there i kind of need to be there and um you know I, I i think i could do that isn't that also peter bankman's job at the beginning of ghostbusters like very similar just, okay. i've always thought i could be a real good uh, parapsychologist i know i'd be a good parapsychologist I, I you know what i agree Why was, <laughs> i think oh, i would oh, too i'd be like uh, I'm doing a study on whether uh, voices from beyond tell you to cut off your penis if they're telling the truth or not. Will it save the world? How many minutes off of your life will severing your penis equate to? You know, you would need to talk to the dead to figure that out. There's probably a study on that, how long you can live without a penis. Well, I, mean, I think if you don't bleed to death, probably just as long as you would have lived otherwise. Half the population doesn't have a penis. They have negative penises. That's what they call it. It's a negative <laughs> penis. That's a that's something that that women like to hear too. They like to be told that it's kind of a haves and have nots or a you know stars on Mars. They they lack something. 
It's a Starbelly Sneech scenario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sylvester McMonkey McBean needs to come along and with his machine and his magical penis adding machine. Monkey McBean and his amazing machine. <laughs> yeah. That's right. They'll trick us all that we don't know who's supposed to have penis and who's not supposed to have a penis and I think this probably is a this probably is a conservative argument right now. <laughs> so our next story comes to us from the Washington Post. Uh, I don't know why. That's Do we hate them? I can't remember. Well The Post. This yeah, is this know. is about this this next story is about Mike's favorite country, China. It's not my favorite commentary. It's just a country that you most admire. No. You most you most respect their, their methodology. No, it's the way just, they control no, their citizens. No, 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 no. It's just a country <laughs> that has a lot of people that love movies. I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't see politics. I don't see politics. <laughs> it's, it's, just, did you drop the S on purpose? Is there a, is that K? Is that a, a politic with a K that you're both? I don't. I don't. I don't see. I don't, actually, I don't see spelling either. So <laughs> I don't see politic. I don't see spelling, and I mm-hmm. see. But what I do see is anywhere that wants to be entertained by a good old fashioned movie that I am in. Mm-hmm. What about what about a good old fashioned video game that you're in? Or that too. I okay. mean, that's fine. Because on September first, a new policy was implemented by China's Video Game Regulation Authority. I was in a video game. It was called. It's kind of like that game Fruit Ninja, but it was called Penis Ninja, and you just slice <laughs> penises off. <laughs> the iPad game. People flying towards you with their pelvis thrust yeah, out, and you, you <laughs> gotta, you gotta, you gotta slice them off, and they fucking wiggle off the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did the voice. Oh, the voice of the penises? No, the voice of the it's just the same person coming at you. And this is this is this is I was really it was I did it all. I did it was a whole it was the best job I ever had. Days worth of work, one take. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> so this new rule says minors can only play video games for an hour on Fridays, weekends, and holidays. And are banned from playing during the school week. What, what constitutes a minor in China? Uh, under eighteen. Oh, under eighteen. Anybody okay. who gets coal or pyrite <laughs> for a living. I don't know that anyone mines for pyrite, but they got a lot of coal in China. Yeah, China's got coal reserves. Are you do you, are you working on any kind of coal plant sponsorships, Mike? Is that a is that a deal you got going with your Chinese overlords right now? I have I know people who want to finance movies. <laughs> that's, that's right, and that's I, I don't have overlords. I know people who are in the film industry who want to finance films. Right, and I don't know if you know this, but it's not it's not cheap. It's not cheap to make uh, movies. It's not cheap mm-hmm. to make a tale about kaiju that want to destroy the world. And the only way to stop them is to sever your penis. <laughs> oh, have you optioned the Tennessee Man's story? Yeah, for- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fast. Mm-hmm. How much was the budget on the last uh, Jack Wharton movie? That's a oh, question. It was uh, about it was about eighty three k. What is it? What is that in yen? I don't know. That's just, that's 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 a Japanese denomination. <laughs> Money is it? Yeah. What do the Chinese use? Is there a Chinese yen? We're we're doing everything with Bitcoin. No, oh. it's less it's less traceable. Oh, you won! You won! Y-U-A-N. So, I did win. I did win. 
So China also blames video games for causing nearsightedness and addiction in youth. China hopes to enforce the ban by requiring minors to register for games with their real names so registration systems will be able to limit their playtime. However, this does not seem to apply to esports. China's esports scene has grown considerably in recent years, and players in esports typically train for hours a day beginning at a young age. And also, just before I get into this next part, like I, I just I feel like you could use your parents' registration or you know, lie about who you were. Like it doesn't seem like this is It's probably a capital offense there. That's you might get taken to one of the camps, right, Mike? I don't know anything about that at <laughs> all. <laughs> I don't have any idea what you're That's talking right. about. Well, I mean, the the Chinese are known to be a very tolerant people when it comes to defrauding the government, I think. I don't know anything about that at all. I know that they've always been very supportive of uh, feature film <laughs> right. films and of uh, fantasy filmmaking and mm -hmm. just telling stories that people, you know, can get behind. Right. right. Where would Dig Dug fall on this? Like if I, if I had oh, the Dig Dug feature that I'm working on? <laughs> <laughs> you can play for one hour on Friday, one hour on Saturday, and one hour on Sunday, and then no other day during the week unless it's a holiday, and then one hour that day. But what if I was still on my first life? Would I have to stop playing? Yeah, you'd have to. You, hopefully, you got to pause. But the Dig Dug Machine does not have a pause feature. Then how? Yeah, it also doesn't have a connection to the internet. So how would they know I was playing Dig Dug? Yeah, what about that, oh, Kevin? I think you found a. That's, I think you found a flaw in this plan. That's right. The only flaw in China's plan to monitor its entire country for video game playing. That's the, they won't be able to do it well enough. That's that's the problem with it. Dig Dug might be the secret to uh, Chinese uh, liberation. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't understand a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that for real, though, that don't they have don't they have video games that aren't connected to the Internet? Yeah, this doesn't seem to apply. Are to they going to like retrofit every game to have to like I mean, I do see that like maybe there's like a chip you could put in a new fucking. Well, I mean, any new games are connected to the Internet. That's right. for sure. But like. I mean, like, do they, I, I don't know, I don't know, do they have, like, a Nintendo uh, 64 or a Super Nintendos over there? I don't know if well, that, did that make it over there? Almost all, this was in the article, almost all uh, gaming in China is PC. I guess consoles were even outlawed until really recently, but, uh, uh, so consoles are making some leeway among the population, but for the most part, it is PC gaming. Okay, I was just going to say that everything I'm sure that they use has to be manufactured in a way that the government can monitor it. I don't yeah. Think there's... Are you allowed to play as much as you want if you're an adult, though? Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, I can't... I, I think that you are within, like, reason. Like, I don't think that you can... Uh, if you're, like, skipping work to play video games, they're probably going to... They're sending you to the camp. I wonder if this will make these kids smarter or not. No one has an opinion? I don't, Brian? I don't, no, I, I don't see I mean, how... Let's I mean, see. does oppression ever make people smarter? Made it made me smarter. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, home video game systems are like are like forty five years old, forty five ish years old, I would say. And so, were people really smarter than us forty five years ago? They were cooler than us. Yeah. In the seventies, like think about how yeah. cool everyone was then. 
doing coke and fucking driving in a Trans Am. You could do those things in China. I don't think you can. I mean, I guess I you can do that anywhere. Can. I don't think it's as easy. I don't think there's a lot of Trans Ams. Yeah, they don't have the same laws as pilot, like uh, you can't. They can catch you from county to county. It's not like here. <laughs> That's right. Or from prefecture to prefecture. Yeah, that- yeah. It's not the same as <laughs> yeah. So this isn't the first time China has implemented rules about video games. In the past, it has banned youth from playing games between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. and it banned the publication of video games for nearly nine months to the chagrin of most Chinese video game studios. Yeah, that would cause some chagrining. <laughs> Why were they laughing and grinning about that? It seems like they would be mad. Right. Chagrin means annoyance. What? Chagrin and Barrett. Chagrin, that's what the Joker does. Ah, why are you so why are you being real serious batman i i legitimately i have had trouble with chagrin as a word it's it's uh they should change it i don't like it is, is it just the appearance of grin in the word that yeah. throws you off yes a grin that's a good thing a grin but imagine like a yeah. grin with like a grin mouth but the person's crying like maybe the maybe that scene in uh, uh, Close Encounters where he's building the he's building the mountain out of uh, mashed, mashed potatoes, potatoes. and you, yeah. they, they cut across the family and everybody's just weeping and you know that maybe maybe think of that. I think you know it'd be better is if they called it. This wouldn't even be that big of a change. Chagrinch, like the Ooh, Grinch, because yeah. he's a bad guy. Do they have the Grinch in China? I don't see why they wouldn't. Because he is the individual who stands out from the community and then realizes the community is right. And you think that would be a, a pro-China message. That's true. I want to find out what, what games are popular over there. Uh, I didn't look into that too much. So, I, yeah, I don't know. But because of the eSports, I'm guessing things like Rocket League probably. Is that a sport, though? Isn't that a fake thing? Like you're shooting people yeah, or something? eSports, that's kind of what it is, is all, that comp- all those competition games. That's every game, though. Except for Leisure Suit Larry. Is that the only one you can't play? <laughs> Y'all know about that game? I remember going to the Babbage's and looking at the, looking at the box. Mm, Babbage's, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can see some titties in that game. <laughs> right. <laughs> Low res. Low res 8-bit titties. <laughs> I, I definitely remember somebody, this girl walked into Babbage's, who was like, you know, my age, so like mid-level teenager, and she's like, hey, do you have video game guides? And the guy's like, yeah, we. What do you? What game are you looking for? And she's like, uh, uh, Le- Leisure Suit Larry. He's like, oh, we don't have that one. And she's like, oh, okay. He's like, but where are you in the game? And she goes, well, I just, I bought the rubber. I mean, I bought the prophylactic, and I don't know what to do after that. And then he walked her through finishing the game. I wonder how this is gonna stick. What's oh the timing thing? This video game law. What happened to the old video game law? Well, wait, wait. What was the old video game law again? Kids could play during the week, but they couldn't play uh, between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. And they couldn't, I think it was something like, on like school nights, it was like 45 minutes a day or something. Their internet must just work way different over there. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure you're not allowed. I'm sure there are VPNs. If you want to get movie times, you got to go Fandango.gov. <laughs> Fandango.gov. Do you go to Fandango now? Oh, yeah. Isn't that kind of a... 
I, mean, I go on there. I go on there just to get just to just to browse, just to surf the web. You still call four 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 films sometimes just to, to hear the movie. Welcome listing. to movie phone. <laughs> Fandango. I think they're still around. I think they still try to. Yeah, it's like a they, they got a, an app. No. You buy your movie tickets through your phone, and then right. Then they scan your phone. That's right. They charge you a convenience fee that you could not pay just by going directly to the theater's website, right? Yeah, why Why would you do that, though? I hate that almost all tickets, is now it's like difficult to buy like concert tickets without these convenience fees. We're going to we're gonna cut out employees whose job it is to, hand, to handle the physical ticket, and we're going to somehow imply that makes things more convenient for you. I think mm. we can agree, printing out a ticket and handing it to somebody... It, that's that's a lot of work. It is crazy that we did live in a time where you could just like easily lose a ticket. You could pay like a hundred bucks for a thing and it easily lose it. Yeah, and oh, there's yeah. no record of you like having it or owning it. Mm-mm. I mean, it's like there's like whole movies based around like lost tickets. Are there? Yeah, uh, there's a movie called Lost Ticket. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it actually did it actually did pretty good in China. It was uh, <laughs> the movie about you know, I was, it was a period piece. It was uh, me and uh, the late great Meredith Baxter Burney, and mm-hmm. we were trying to go. I think she's alive. <laughs> is she alive? I mean, our relationship is not going well. No, she's she's dead to Mike ever since she got a divorce. So yeah, yeah, ever since she that broke God's covenant when she did <laughs> that. That's right. You can't be a celestial lawyer and consort with Mm-mm. with people. Anyway, we we did a film about how we were uh, really we were trying to go to the Boston Pops together. She played my mom, and we were going to go to the Boston Pops. Uh, and it was just a series of, of misadventures. We ended up at a Mighty Mighty Boston's show. <laughs> uh, are they still a band? They are, they are still a band. I think they okay. played a show recently. In the movie, I teach her how to skank, and she teaches me how to appreciate classical music. Oh. They were broken up between 2004 and 2007, but otherwise have performed steadily since 1983. I got them back together, actually. For the movie? Is that what they they reformed just yep. for the... I got them back together. I said... <laughs> right. I said, I said, Dickie Barrett, listen, we need to stop this feud that you have with Ben Carr, the guy whose job is just to dance in the band. Because <laughs> it was... It was... It was, a, it, was a, it was an argument that they had... Uh, over over which uh which flavor of Boston lager tastes best that broke up the band and I was able to kind of smooth things out and, well, and uh did you at the end of the movie when the was there a was there a moment where there's an orchestra playing and you and Miss Baxter Bernie were as you say skanking together <laughs> in front of the orchestra pit much yeah. to the chagrin of all the stuffed shirts watching the show. Bam, 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 full circle. Oh, maybe. Call back, call back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, well, what happens is there's a whole mix-up, and then the entire orchestra backs up the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, where they play <laughs> Someday! A burn on air! It was a place, and the name of the place, excuse me, I can't remember... <laughs> Someday, I suppose. And then, you know, but it's like cellos. It's actually pretty moving. It, it, won, a, it won a Chinese Oscar. <laughs> I'm sure there's a, 
a snarky thing I could say about the Golden Globes right now, but I know very little about <laughs> awards. Well, I don't the, know. Only, I, the only Golden Globes I care about are my gorgeous titties. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that wraps up another week of the internet. Oh, wait, before we uh, sign off here, Mark, uh, Mark, Mike, does anybody have anything coming up? This episode should drop around September 22nd. I, Mike Weeby, will be in. Uh, I'll be in the the punk rock bowling the weekend of the twenty seventh. I will be or the weekend before the twenty seventh. Whatever that weekend is, I'll be in L.A. I mean in uh, uh, Las Vegas for punk rock bowling, and then that Monday and Tuesday I get back to Austin, Texas, and I'm opening for Ben Roy, uh, doing comedy at the Creek in the Cave. And then uh, if you live in uh, Austin or Dallas, I'll be opening up for Kyle Kinane. Oh, wow. Uh, That is uh, the 14th and 15th Dallas and Austin of October. Mark, you got anything coming up? I do. I have a show at the Texas Theater with my new band called Viticon. And it's going to be after... Uh, be, uh, they're playing Return of the Living Dead. Nice. Cool. What day is that? October 23rd. And, oh, that uh, Dallas Canaan show is also at the Texas Theater, by the way. BT Dub. Nice. Viticon? Yeah. First show? First show. First, first show for this new band. You're not going to tell us anything about it, are you, Mark? <laughs> You're going to be real evasive about it? Yeah, okay. pretty much. Okay. Uh, so we've got a big surprise coming up next week. Be sure to tune in. It's going to be, it's going to be hot. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that and, is uh, under promise over deliver, Kevin. Oh, it's going to next week is going to really suck. You're going to want to tune in <laughs> to see how fucking bad we do. Right. And laugh at us. Right. Laugh at right. Brian. Laugh at Brian's stupid face. Yeah. Laugh at his dumb hair. Yeah. The dumb shirt he's wearing. You're going to laugh at all that. You're not going to see any of it. No one's going to see. Oh, we'll put up pictures. Oh, well, in that case. (laughs) Sure. But anyway. I will be wearing a dumb shirt. I'm feeling kind of good about myself today until just now. So thanks. Mission accomplished. Check us out on social media at International News Pod. Feel free to reach out to us with any stories uh, or comments at International news uh what are we international news pod at gmail.com and uh check out our patreon check out our uh merch store at redbubble you google rim reaper too google google <laughs> the phrase rim reaper yeah get some of that stuff look uh, up a rim reaper cartoon all this yeah. month is rim reaper another podcast no it's just a design for a t-shirt no it's, it's not another a, po- it's a it's a hazy dream it's in reference to nothing except just a t-shirt with a skeleton. It was advertised yeah. next to us. It's yeah. it's in reference to it's this it's this giant, you know, monster that will come down and destroy the city if we don't cut off our penises. <laughs> if you send us a t uh if you send us a picture of you wearing a Rim Reaper t-shirt, we'll give you free Patreon status. Uh you got no, you got to we'll send, send you a sticker. A, We'll send you <laughs> stickers, and we'll get. I'll, I'll send you some free stories. But you got to be wearing a Rim Reaper T-shirt, and you got to be hugging your grandmother with it. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week. And your grandma can't be wearing a bra. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, 
review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.